Hey guys, welcome back to the Nirvana podcast. I'm excited for this episode because I guess the first few episodes are really going through the core drivers to manifesting whatever you want to create in your life. So today's episode is going to be about inner child healing and the subconscious mind. I am a big believer that inner child and shadow integration is literally everything, um, subconscious mind stuff, literally everything. So I'm going to be going into what inner child healing is. So what is the inner child? The inner child is literally the little boy or the little girl inside of us. If you have been in touch with your inner child, you'll understand and you'll know and you'll feel me when I say this really has to do with everything. Even in love and your attachment styles, if you're avoidant, if you're anxious attachment, it's always coming back to inner child. If you're working with your subconscious mind, which everyone who is manifesting is working with a subconscious mind, It does come back to reprogramming, conditioning that you picked up in childhood. So our inner child is deep within our subconscious mind because it literally is our 10-year-old selves. When we're working with our inner child, we're working with the aspects of ourselves that have unmet needs and unexpressed emotions from childhood that have been like deeply suppressed. So that's where shadow work and inner child work go hand in hand because once you start find your shadows and that the unconscious becomes conscious, you can go back in time and see why that came up for you. Example, if you have a shadow of expressing yourself and you struggle with that, to heal it, you will go back in time to when you were X years old and you were shamed for expressing yourself. That's just like a really simple example. So a lot of the parts of ourselves that we choose to like dim and choose to overexpress, like underexpress and overexpress, and this is going to shadow work, was is is determined by what we were shamed for when we were young and what we were approved for or um, celebrated for when we were younger. So when we're kids, we make these decisions because we think in absolutes, like that is right, that is wrong. So if we're told something, we be- we believe it and we make that decision and that becomes part of our programming and part of our conditioning. And it just can't be avoided. Doing inner child work can be very, you can be very sensitive and fragile whilst you're getting into the depths of it. And it's not about shaming your caregivers or shaming your parents. No one can avoid this. No one. You can't avoid having unmet needs as a child because no one's perfect and there's always going to be like you have a million memories when you're a kid there's always going to be memories where like things didn't flow perfectly and there's obviously parents out there that are trying to be as conscious as they can but even that can lead to trauma as well like example I'm nannied for a, a kid in Byron Bay where the parents were super consciously trying to obviously positively influence the kid and in the books there would be like words like cheeky and naughty and this and that and they would scribble it out and one could look at that and be like they're really conditioning their child to not have those kind of words but they could also then go to school and hear them and be traumatized because they don't haven't built any resiliency towards certain language and behaviors so you can see in so many different ways and you can see the kid that was exposed to a lot then be conditioned for resiliency and being able to handle a lot so there's really no way to avoid having some sort of 
everyone has their own shadows and everyone has their own unmet needs when they're kids so it's not about obviously how you grew up has a lot to do with it but it's not just about that and there's this example that people use with the two brothers or whatever that grew up with an alcoholic father one went on to be an alcoholic and one never drank and they both had the same kind of conditioning or the same influences growing up and one says well yeah I drink because look at my dad and one says no I don't drink because look at my dad and that really does come down to how our own perception and how we perceive events and what we take from it and what we then go on to do with that. So it is a decision what you want to do with your experiences. We are manifesting from our subconscious mind and it influences 95% of the rea- of our reality, 5% being our conscious mind. So it's obviously a lot easier if we have the 95% on board and the 95% is a subconscious programming that is running in the background and that is programmed by the age of seven if I'm being generous till 13 14 if you've got um, crazy traumas going on it can be longer whatever and it's always being programmed even as adults like we can always reprogram and certain events and life-changing events with heightened emotion are going to reprogram our minds like if we have a near-death experience that's going to you know shift our subconscious and we can purposely shift it and it can happen through events like that as well we are manifesting for our, from our subconscious and it's programmed by this age and unless we reprogram it we're still running off the beliefs that we were that we learned when we were kids and this is where willpower comes in people trying to use willpower is trying to use 5% of their mind, literally, where you can shift the 95% and the programming and it doesn't have to be this white-knuckled, I'm trying to do this thing because you've shifted it subconscious. So it comes from such an automatic response. Our subconscious mind is is how we perceive the world. It's known as the primitive mind. We're, we're subconsciously breathing. Our heart is subconsciously beating at things that we don't have to think about. So the idea of reprogramming our subconscious mind is just to make it easy for us to have those automatic responses to work in the way that we want to work and think and feel in the way that we want to work. We can reprogram our bodies if we're reprogramming. We can reprogram our bodies if we're reprogramming our subconscious mind. Our subconscious is really responsible for our fears, our beliefs, our values, our imagination, our self-image, everything. And this is where when you're reprogramming it, you go back into your childhood and you see where this came from, where this came from and where you can shift it. Inner child work is not just reprogramming your subconscious mind, but it's really getting in touch with your inner child. And especially as a creative, if you're a writer, if you're an actor, if you're whatever type of creator creator and you're not connecting to your inner child you're missing out so much if you think about kids like they're just so magnetic because they're allowing themselves to be messy be messy in their action to not be perfect if I think about if I go into a side tangent about perfectionism the best thing I ever learned from my writing coach my songwriting coach who's amazing she taught me to just write bad songs And I was not letting myself write bad songs, but now I totally do. And that is something that kids allow themselves to do. And it's so powerful to get in touch with that and just do things in in a messy way. Otherwise, we get to this point where we don't do anything at all because we're not going to be doing it perfect. And that just does not help. So that's one way to really get in touch with your inner child is just to let yourself not be perfect. 
be frivolous, literally do something frivolous. Like I think this is like an Einstein thing. Um, I don't know because I read this ages ago and I wrote it on my wall because it was so powerful. But there's something called combinatory play where you combine your work with play and it, it, it brings so much magic. And like it's obviously easy to do that in a creative way. And it just brings a lightheartedness and a different frequency to be able to channel from source or the universe or whatever you want to call it creative downloads and you know getting in touch with your intuition and if you look at kids they're really in touch with the intuition connecting to your inner child is also connecting with your intuition if you think about kids they're obviously they're so magnetic and they're sponges and that's why if you tell them something they're gonna believe it and if you tell them the opposite they're then gonna believe that because they're just walking around walking sponges and that's why it's so powerful when you're around kids to insert powerful beliefs in them we cannot experience joy play enthusiasm innocence curiosity creativity unless we are connecting to our inner child and those they are all such important components for growth with unmet needs as a child which everyone has we then go throughout life trying to meet those needs that weren't met and this is something really important to recognize and And really recognize with your triggers and what triggers you and what comes up for you. What is that bringing up for you that was something that is unresolved in childhood or unresolved in the past? And this can really come up in love and attachment styles, like avoidant attachment styles, anxious attachment styles. They're all kind of believed to be built when you were a child and your relationship to your caregivers. I think there's different theories on that, but if you look at your attachment style now and look at how you operated as a kid, it's most likely going to make sense. So when we're going deep into our shadow work and we're integrating our shadow, we are also simultaneously integrating our inner child because shadow work is really the parts where we feel shame and shame, it's the parts that we were once felt shamed from our perception as a kid and that doesn't always mean that it was the actual reality but that's how we felt and that's all that actually matters so there's no point trying to analyze that I've been here of what actually happened am I wrong am I right if that was the feeling that was coming up for you as a kid that's un- an unmet need for you even if they were the best intentions all around you and that's really important to note so then we don't just pass the shame along to whoever it's it's really not about that it's not about dwelling on the past and not getting over your shit but it's about resolving that and then moving on a movie that I think is so amazing that I actually haven't seen for ages but my dad always tells my friends about it because it's so funny when we watched it as a family like years and years ago it's called Inside Out and it's like a kids movie cartoon and it's literally like I feel like it's a cartoon about neuro-linguistic programming like it's insane and it talks about core memories and how they have such an impact on you and it's I was just hysterical in it because she like loses her core memories and then she goes and finds them and I definitely have such potent core memories in my childhood that was so powerful to who I am now and has have really been a big catalyst for my growth and then there's also not so good memories that have also been a catalyst for my growth and it's really cool to recognize um, where it's all built from. So there's different like shamanic traditions that believe that when we're traumatized as a child our soul is split from our bodies and it's really about calling that back 
into us. So I think that's like a really cool thing. If we think about children, it is all about surviving and the parts that we suppress are the sides of us that didn't gain love and attention and approval because we're just trying to survive. So if something about us is shamed and not approved of, we're obviously going to push that down. And that is similar to the shadow that's suppressing part of who we are as a child. And then there's the flip side of that in shadow work, in inner child work. And the parts of us that were really praised when we were a kid could be now overexpressed. And maybe an example could be like you're a total workaholic. And that's because when you were a kid, you were just constantly praised for how hard you work. And now you've really turned up that dial. And this is something that's going to be in my shadow work course I kind of like the analogy of I see it as like this music mixer and there's all different aspects of ourselves and we turn them up and we turn them down from where we gain love and if we've gained love from being loud and being crazy we turn that up and if we've been shamed for being loud and being crazy we turn that down but we have everything within us and it's just kind of like mixing the mixer so obviously you know the bass doesn't drown out the vocals and this and that so it just feels good for you and it feels like an authentic expression of who you are there's people that are walking around and they're saying oh I'm just a quiet person I'm just I'm just shy I'm just this and that and that's totally fine if you are and there's other people that are like I'm just like this blah 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 it's really a choice though because maybe you're not shy like that's really a possibility. Maybe you just felt unheard when you were a kid and you were shamed when you spoke up. So you then adopted the identity of being a shy person. Maybe your mum described you as shy. Oh, my kid's so shy. And that's what you heard when you were a kid. So now you're walking around going, yeah, I'm shy. I've always been a shy kid. That's just who I am. And that's going getting into a different thing. That's really about who your ego thinks you are and your concept of self but really we are everything and if you really want to tap into your most express and authentic self it's it requires inner child work um and something I love to get my clients to do is to think about what they loved as a kid and it's so sad how we can get so disconnected to what we love to do as a kid because of whatever reason like we think we're too old to like that or we grew out of it or whatever just do it. So much magic can come from this unproductive play. And I have to remind myself of this all the time because I just love being productive. But the magic really does happen when you are having fun and the the frequency of joy is the highest frequency. So really, I encourage everyone, if there's anything you get out of this, is to just do something frivolous and just do it for joy, just to tap into that frequency and just be able to have fun and play in that vortex. There's no reason why a 40-year-old man can't play Lego. Like, literally, I love that shit. When I see when I see people just doing that, when I see people really just doing that, I just, I get so inspired. And there's this quote, and I'm going to butcher it because I don't really remember it, but it's something, I think it's Tim Burton, who I love Tim Burton. He said something about the adult is the, no, the creative adult is the child who survived, Oh, I love that so, so much because it's so true because the creators that um, like the adult creators are really, they're just being kids. They're just tapping, tapping into the, the child. They're just tapping into the power of the inner child. And that's what it's all about. Like I, 
I bring all my emotion and what I'm feeling to my creative pursuits. And it's literally me just playing. Like when I'm acting, when I'm doing music, when when I'm really creating from a powerful place is when I'm really tapped into my inner child and I'm not caring. I'm not trying to produce an amazing song. I'm just letting it flow out and I'm just tapping into that vortex. So our inner child conditioning is really going to be influenced by the people we were around when we, when we were young, our teachers, our friends, um, the unspoken rules that we kind of had in our families. And that is all a part of our, our conditioning. That's where we kind of create our beliefs and we adopt beliefs and we often adopt the same beliefs of our parents or our caregivers because that's what we're taught and that's just what we know. Um, it's conditioning from everything. Like if you're told to eat everything off your plate, and you eat everything off your plate when you're a kid and you still have that habit that is conditioning that you've learned since a kid like it's it's not it's like evil you've been conditioned and like it's just you're programming and that's just what you've taught and that's the behaviors that you've practiced and when we practice behavior behaviors they become automatic so that's a really cool thing to think about because if you want to start embodying the, your future self and who you really want to be start to think about the behaviors that they have naturally and you can practice them and oftentimes when we're trying to grow into our future versions we will have to break the conditioning that we've learned and often this comes with a bit of guilt and a lot of fear because we're doing things outside the tribe and that's that's our tribal chakra where we we find safety so for you to ponder on some questions as you're listening to this you can think about what parts of yourself that you had to hide as a child or which parts of yourself that you feel like you were scared to express and which parts of you were celebrated and which parts of you were celebrated within your family and which parts weren't. Example, me being angry wasn't celebrated. Me being good at school was celebrated. Simple things like that. You can go as deep as you want to go with this. Literally, you can journal on this for like 10 hours you can think about what behaviors were most valued when you were growing up whether that's being polite well-mannered whatever which of your needs did not get met as a child which needs did get met as a child what happened when you made a mistake as a child if you felt like it was consciously discussed or if it was shamed what you learned was acceptable in your family and what wasn't acceptable and you can think about your attachment styles as well to your parents did they avoid conflict were they anxiously attached were you anxiously attached was there some enmeshment going on between family members if there was conflict how was it dealt with and is there anything that you felt wasn't validated when you were a kid and if you struggle kind of thinking about this remembering and seeing how for, how it relates to now, you can really think about right now, which part of you do you feel not safe to express and where you don't feel safety and likely you didn't feel safe when you were young. And that's where you can really hold yourself in that. And that's where inner child healing, and this is where you need to be deeply held in this and you really need to deeply hold yourself in this and where I, I hold my clients in inner child healing is to really make sure you're now seen and heard in that so you feel safe to express and you feel safe to move and grow to where you want to be. And there's a psychologist that I love as well and she's a holistic psychologist but she's not the holistic psychologist. Um, she's not 
Nicole LaPera. She's, I forget her name. And she talks about, she's really kind of like over in child work. And I kind of like this as well because it's so easy to stay there. And the thing is, you can stay there forever. And I've been here when I've stayed here forever because there's obviously a million memories and they can all flood up and you, you've got so much stuff to heal and then you can get angry and it can just feel like a lot. And she really talks about, hey, just like, <laughs> like she's, she's, she obviously understands inner child work and its place, but she kind of just like talks about, hey, why don't you just like show some <laughs> gratitude to your parents because they were doing the best that they can. And that's something I really want to talk about as well, because some people can kind of get defensive around inner child work. And the thing is, even if you had the worst parents in the world, they were doing the best that they can because they were like that because they had their own trauma and it's often ancestral trauma to heal. So this is some deep shit. When you're healing your inner child stuff, you're healing your parents, you're healing your whole ancestral line. It's a really, really, really powerful thing. And it's not coming from a place of blame or it's not coming a place of coming from a place of not being grateful. It's just coming from a place of that's just what happens and awareness. And you don't want to get your ego involved in making it mean more than it does. It's just you reparenting yourself and getting your needs met and making sure you see and hear yourself. Because if you don't make yourself feel seen, if you don't make yourself feel heard and your inner child feels seen and heard, you're not going to feel that from anyone else. And you're not going to be able to hold that for anyone else. You can only hold for other people what you can hold for yourself. So if you can really meet your inner child and get their needs met, you can really hold people in doing that for themselves as well. So there is a bit of a wall sometimes with doing inner child work because your ego will sometimes get come in and protect it. So when we're reparenting ourselves, some ways to do this is to journal on our inner child, journal to our inner child, journal from our inner child, use creativity to tap into our inner child and meditation and hypnosis around inner child healing and just reparenting around certain memories and certain emotions that are coming up and triggers and going back and just giving yourself unconditional love and compassion and just be what we needed to be in that time. Even if you have had the most perfect parents to really just go back in time and give yourself exactly what you needed because it's impossible for someone else to give us everything that we needed. So there's always stuff that we can just give to ourselves. And this is a really powerful practice because it's teaching us in real time that we can meet our needs ourselves. We can meet our unmet needs ourselves. So the only validation that we need is from ourselves. And this is really cool to say because I need to hear this all the time. I'm I I get stuck in seeking validation from people that are important to me and I can see myself, I'm talking to myself at the time, literally being like, why are you seeking validation? Why aren't you just meeting your own needs? And it's a practice and you can be doing this for years and years and you still have to come back to it. So it's different for everyone. Just be patient with yourself as well, because if you're reprogramming this and you've you've had this your ego run the show and just shame you for so long you're not just going to do one meditation where you're giving yourself love and then from now on you're just giving yourself love all the time that's not how it works and just be gentle with yourself especially be patient with yourself and just really be gentle with yourself while you're doing this deep work because a lot of stuff can come up sometimes things that we've 
we've been suppressing for years and years um, will come up and your body This is another thing that I will go into in further episodes. Your body will only bring up the trauma that it's ready to heal. So if certain memories are starting to come up, I really invite you to get support during that because it's obviously a tough thing. But if you've been suppressing things for maybe 10, 20 less more years and it's now coming up, just trust that it's ready to heal and it's coming up now because it's ready to heal and there's always going to be deeper layers and you'll think you've done all the shadow work and healing work in a child healing work and then a different layer will come up so yeah it's never going to be finished and that's why I always encourage people to always take aligned and inspired action along the way because you're not going to get to a point where you've done you've healed your inner child like no you might get to points where you're like okay cool um, I feel like really like content there and then you know you reach a new level if you're constantly wanting to grow a new level will come with a new devil and then you're gonna have to dive deeper again and you heal parts of your inner child and then you're like oh I need to heal my inner teen I need to heal this and that um, so it's not about fixing everything nothing needs to be fixed it's just a way of life to constantly integrate things and the more you do this work, the more in your day-to-day life, when things come up, you'll start to think about it and you'll go, oh, like even yesterday I had a moment where I was like really defensive and I was like, why was I being defensive? And then I just thought about it. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And it's it doesn't have to be this big giant thing like where like your life stops because you're healing your inner child. And I've had those times. I've had those times where I, my life stopped because I was doing shadow work. And sometimes that's necessary if you're just starting and getting into it as well. But be honest with yourself and make sure you're always taking steps in the 3d world to keep going and not just get stuck in the healing mode so if you're struggling with anything at the moment I would suggest for you to just journal on it and ask yourself as a child what you needed to hear how you wanted to be held how you wanted to be responded to if you wanted physical touch whatever you wanted if you wanted verbal like I like verbal validation like I like words of affirmation, whatever love language you were craving, what you wanted someone to ask you, what you, what kind of support you wanted and give yourself, give that to yourself now. And how did you want someone to show up for you then? And then show up for yourself like that now. And I don't have a baby, (laughs) obviously, but I like to think if I had a baby, how would I treat them in this moment? And then it makes me think, oh, okay, cool. Maybe I would like have a rest. Maybe I would blah, 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 whatever. Whatever you wanted to be accepted for and celebrated for, accept yourself now for that and celebrate yourself now for that. And sometimes when I'm doing a lot of inner child work, I have, I think like on my altar, like I have this altar in my room, I have a a picture of my three-year-old or four-year-old self. I think maybe it's two or three actually. And that's a really good way to connect to your inner child and just like see them. And sometimes when I was really struggling with anxious kind of attachment, I would separate myself from people and I would just put my hand on my heart, breathe into it and just feel into my inner child and just remind them that I'm here for them and I'm not abandoning them and I'm not going to let them down. And I just promise that to myself. Sometimes I write that to myself and it's just so powerful to really to really have your own back like that. So yeah, I think I'm going to leave it like that. I think it's cool to remember remember that this is a lifelong practice. I encourage people to do something 
frivolous, do something just for fun, just to tap into the frequency of joy. Because if you look at the emotional frequency scale, that is the highest frequency. And it's so simple. And I forget this all the time. My inner child's been dying to go horse riding. I haven't for years and years and years and years and years. And I've said that for over a year. So it's making me think about <laughs> how I needed yeah connect with my inner child but yeah I think there's like a lot of journal prompts in this a lot of ideas a lot of questions to think about and ways that you can tap in with the inner child and why it's important and how you can kind of integrate that so I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you next time